Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So you want to be a hero. We throw that word around. But uh, this is legit. I'm serious about this. I've been at this a long time. And I've seen this uh, movie and it has a horrible ending. Um, I, I don't think you folks realize this, especially if you live in uh, Pittsburgh. We have some of the greatest health care on earth. The access to doctors and cancer treatment. And I, I think we take it for granted. Granted. Granted, it's astounding, the opportunities we have. But the further you get out from the center of a city, you have rural hospitals, and they're screwed. No, no I'm serious. They're screwed. Can't get uh, Medicare reimbursements. Uh, can't get doctors to work there. Uh, patient numbers are down. Uh, folks that go there are poor, so they use Medicare, Medicaid. They have a tough time getting reimbursements. A lot of folks have no insurance at all, so they don't pay at all. Hey, check this out, and this is fact. If you don't believe me, do your own research. About a third of the hospitals in America like that will shut down in the next five years. Tapped out, broke, uh, leaving folks without a place to have a baby, uh, folks to have, if they have a heart attack to get immediate treatment. If you get shot, you're going to be flying in a helicopter to Pittsburgh because there won't be a, um, there won't be a uh, regional uh, hospital, a rural hospital. just won't exist. Real deal legit. Uh, Washington Hospital has been there 125 years. They're screwed. Uh, they will run out of money in the next year or two. Uh, first, they'll cut maternity, which is 500 babies a year. Seriously. So mom and dad will have to drive an hour and a half. This is this is fact. This isn't fiction. Uh, 2,700 layoffs. Uh, they treat uh, 100,000 people a year. Bye-bye, gone. They just don't have the money. So they want an affiliation with UPMC, which some folks say is uh, is uh, makes UPMC uh, more powerful uh, makes it uh, onerous, their control, controls prices, and screws you around. To which I say, what is your plan B? Because there ain't none. Uh, Guy Reschenthaler has tied into this in a big way because he gives a damn. That's why I love him. And he's fighting the good fight because he has to because it's his nature. It's his DNA. I had to grab him this morning because they had a hearing yesterday to talk about the future of this hospital. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Marty. Thanks for having me on, as always, and thanks for covering this issue. It's it's really important, especially to people in Washington County and Greene County, that we make sure that this hospital system does not go away. And since we talked last earlier this week, I was able to get on the phone with UPMC, have a virtual meeting with them. I also was able to have a virtual meeting with the folks at Washington Hospital System. And I think that there's a good pathway forward here, and that is that UPMC comes in, purchases 
Washington Hospital, which of course includes the, the hospital in Waynesburg too in Greene County, infuses the hospital system with a lot of funds. We're talking yep. $300 million. And they also will honor the union contracts of the employees that are in the hospital system, which is really important. Uh, that way, we'll be able to save Washington Hospital System, both at, both in Washington and in uh, Greene County and Waynesburg. So there's a solution here. The problem is, is that there are, well, let me just say, unelected career bureaucrats that yep. are trying to stop this acquisition. SEIU union thugs. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and a whole bunch of bureaucrats in D.C. that have probably never been to Washington County, probably have never been out of a big, big uh, metropolitan area like Washington, D.C. Yep. or some other that have zero concept of what it's like to live in rural America, trying to stop the acquisition. Uh, just people totally detach with reality. So that's what we're fighting. So yesterday uh, there was a hearing. We submitted written testimony. Yep. Uh, I had representation there with the staff. I couldn't yep. be there myself because we were voting on the continuing resolution last yep. night. All another story. We're also working with the FTC, again, the unelected career bureaucrats, to have them back off and allow this acquisition to go through. And we're also trying to do what we can with the attorney general, who is trying, who is also trying to block this acquisition. Uh, so we're doing what we can on those three fronts. But I'm cautiously optimistic we're going to be able to make this happen and we're going to have UPMC acquire the hospital system. My man, you know uh, this this will be cataclysmic. Th- that is not hyperbole, is it, sir? No, I, I mean, you were t- you're talking about three, roughly 300 beds in Washington, 50 beds in Greene County. Mm. Um, 50 beds is actually a lot. And Greene County has a population roughly of Mount Lebanon, okay? Yep. So, so 50 beds is, is enough. But... If you were to take those away, if, if you'd have to you'd have to have people in Greene County and Washington drive into into the city, which yeah. that's not a problem. But if you're in a, if you're in an emergency situation, that drive can mean life or death for you. And also think if you're going through long term treatment, you've got to go to the doctor's office, let's say twice a week for a period of months. That's a huge inconvenience if you have to drive an hour and a half or more to get to a hospital and back. I mean, your, your life is completely disrupted while you're going through a stressful period of time. So that's why it's so important to keep these, not just Washington hospital system open, but other rural hospital systems and those that are in what we would call critical areas where you don't have a, a nearby hospital. We got to keep these hospital systems open and functioning. Hey, um, what annoys me is uh, the AG's office and the FTC seem to be malicious about this, asking for millions, 4 million documents that would take years to go through. They want to bleed this place out. As their uh, president says, Brooke Ward, who I love, they want to bleed us out. Why would they do this, sir? Why? Well, my theory is that the SCIU, uh, which is it, which is a union, is trying to put political pressure on the AG's office and the Biden administration to block the merger. And, and why is that? It's because they have some kind of beef with UPMC, which is largely non-union. The irony here is UPMC has already said they're going to honor the union contracts at Washington Hospital System. Wow. So the union workers are not being hurt at all. They're still going to have the same contracts they had uh, when, when UPMC acquires them. So this is clearly a, a beef. And it's again, it's not good for the workers that are part of the union. It's also not good for the residents of these counties that rely on the hospital system. But again, you've got politics bleeding over here. You have petty vendettas that are coming up. Uh, you know, that are, that are surfacing and you've got a big, big union trying to force, uh, try, trying to block a, a merger. Hey, hey Guy Rushenthaler, you have juice now in, in Washington. It's clear. Do you have enough juice to tell the FTC to back off? And what can you specifically do, sir? 
Well, we're trying. Um, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to put as much pressure as we can. Obviously, me sitting on appropriations really helps. Yep. Unfortunately, it, we already have the the language done for the appropriation bills for FY twenty four. Yep. So we're gonna have to look prospectively to FY twenty five. But we can put what's called rider language, which would fence funds. Maybe you wouldn't get the funds. The agency wouldn't get the funds unless they take certain action. So going back to Mark Fogel, we're forcing the State Department to tell us, Congress and the public. Why Mark Fogel is not placed on wrongfully detained status? He's the right on. He's the individual from Pittsburgh right who's unlawfully on. detained in Russia. But what we're doing is we're hitting them where it hurts, and that's with their pocketbook. We well, so we'll have to do this with the FTC as well uh, to make sure. But but them them asking to compel you know these documents, it's just a form of of lawfare where they're yes. trying to use the yes. system to to have an end, which is an abuse of the system. And this isn't like. You know, you've got to have attorneys, you've got to have paralegals, you've got to have staff at the hospital that are finding these documents, making copies of the documents. I mean, it's, it's super disruptive. And it's cost them, two, cost them $2 million already. Yes, with a hospital that's already running at a loss. Right on. So that money could be spent for patients, not to not to hand over documents to the FTC. Guy Rushenthaler, you're the king, man. I appreciate you fighting, brother. We're here whenever we Whatever you need, man, just let us know. Hey, thanks, Marty. I appreciate it. Have a great day. And thanks for covering this story. I'm all in. He's all in. He gives a damn. Hey, man, we're not talking about someone running for president. We're not talking about Trump or or Biden. None of that crap. We're talking about real world stuff, saving a hospital and 2,700 jobs. You got to hear from the mayor next. Let's save a hospital. I'm not kidding. I'm not letting go of this. I'm like a dog with a bone. I'm serious. As you probably know, I can be such a rash. Like a bad rash. And I will be that to the FTC and the um, Attorney General's office. This is a noise the hell out of me. If they look at the math, and they must not be. And if they're playing politics, and I think they are, then they've got to be stopped, and they will be. You can't allow this amazing hospital in this amazing town uh, to shut down. I was uh, there yesterday with my boy Patrick and Brooke Ward, who is amazing. He's their leader at the Washington Hospital, their president and CEO. Uh, we did a video that's on all the uh, social media, Twitter and Facebook, X, um, TikTok, you name it. We did a walkthrough that kind of tells the story. It's dramatic what could happen if we don't fight this fight. And it sickens me that these idiots who have never, ever been there, that have no idea the pain it would cause if this uh, closed down. Uh, it, it makes me uh, sick, quite frankly. And I'm guessing it makes the mayor of uh, Washington, JoJo Burgess, as angry as I am, or more so because she's so vital there. JoJo, good morning. How are you? How are you today? And that's he. Sorry. Sorry, uh, man. It's my fault. And, and I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm not mad at, mad at all because I'm a proud union worker. Nice. I understand the questions that the SEIU has. And to be totally frank and honest with you, I think because of their experiences with UPMC in the city of Pittsburgh is why they're on high alert for what's going on. I'm sorry, but hold on, hold on, stop. I don't want to fight with you, Mayor. I'm here to help you, but I don't see them having problems with the city of Pittsburgh. We can fight about that all day. Let's focus on on saving this this hospital. You would lose 2,700 jobs, would you not? Let, let's back up a second. If you talk to Brooke Ward and everyone else, I, as a union worker, support this merger and, and, and 
totally in favor of it on so many different levels. I'm just speaking as to why SEIU has their fight with this merger. I don't have that same fight. I support this merger because not only is it saving a hospital that I was born in and my grandparents worked in and had the blood of my family in, right. basically, but I'm supporting it for another reason. While I and I find it, I'm kind of like in the middle of a situation when we talk about union workers because not only does I, as the mayor and a union worker, support this merger, the building trades who are going to get the jobs when the improvements to the facility come in also support this merger. So it's not as one-sided as, as, as certain people may think. Yes, SEIU has a problem with this, and they're doing whatever they feel they can do to stop it. It's not going to stop. It's going to happen, and we're all going to benefit from it, believe me. Mayor, it would be a disaster if it closed, would it not, sir? Not just a disaster in the city of Washington, for which I look at residents, but the whole southwestern corner in rural southwestern PA. This Washington health system does not just take care of the city of Washington. It takes care of Washington County and Greene County and touches that little loop of West Virginia. It's a very important hub. To lose it would be devastating to the area. And how can we help you, sir? How, what can we do, sir? Uh, I'll be honest with you. In meeting with both, uh, I met with Mr. Ward and yep, Ms. Yep. Allison Bean from UPMC. Yeah. I looked at the comprehensive plan that is out there for the Washington Hospital. I believe that, I don't believe that the FTC and the AG's office is going to go against us. I think it's going to go through just fine. And we're going to be moving towards having good a good partnership with the city of Washington, UPMC, and all their workers and uh, uh, as they come in to make this a hub city for health care for rural southwestern PA. And I think that's huge. It is, sir. And, man, the window is closing, and they've asked for 4 million documents. Do you think that's intentional, sir? As Brooke Ward says, to bleed them out at the hospital. I, I talk, Again, I talked to Mr. Ward yep. the other day, him, yep. and, him and Allison, and the, the, the amount of money that them and UPMC are paying on this, it, it's, it's excessive. But with red tape and things that happen in, in this government that we have now, I, I, I'm not surprised that it's happening. I'm hoping that the bleeding stops and that we get to the business of taking care of patients and building a good partnership in the city that is – listen, I, I, I listened to a little bit of – Congressman Rettenscheller's comments earlier when you were talking to them while I was waiting for you to come over to me. Yes, sir. And I, I hate to be out of pocket in what I'm saying, especially yep. when we're talking about union members. Yes, sir. I think that this fight with SEIU and UPMC, this isn't the forum for that. It's got to be somewhere else. Well, then the SEIU should stay the hell out of it and save 3,000 jobs. How about that? Now, well, I, I, I'll tell you how I said that. I, I don't say it the same way as that. Of course not. I see this as an opportunity for SEIU because when they take over Washington Hospital, they already have represented workers here in Washington that now is their opportunity to build upon their membership. And they got a seat at the table already to have negotiations next year in 2025 to enhance what their, their members have. 
it's we can't do that for them. That's something that they have to take upon themselves and do for themselves. That fight is in a different form that they need to be in, not stopping this merger. Now, I, was, I wasn't always right there with that whenever I listened to the compelling stories of what happened in Altoona. There's been other mergers like this that have not been successful. Mm. I don't think we're going to be that way. Mayor, I apologize for calling you. Uh, I was not paying attention to myself. I got 9,000 things going. That's fine. You have a great reputation and a great name. You're a fighter and successful and I love your passion, sir. I'll do anything I can to help you. Well, and, and, and uh, again, I appreciate being on today. And, and like I said, my, my office, me personally as Mayor Washington, I took a neutral stance because I support all union workers. It's unfortunate that we have some unions that are kind of like on opposite ends of this. That's why I look at the total jobs. And, and listen, I have a lot of friends that work up at Washington Hospital that are non-union. Of course, Mayor. And every one of them showed up in force yesterday, That's too. Right. That's right. That what their hospital say. I'm a man. Thank I'm you, sir. all the workers. Thank you, sir. Got to right. go. Appreciate you. Very, very cool. My man, Patrick, grab a mic real quick. So you came in from where? I uh, came in from Aspenwall. All right. How's it looking? Uh, it was actually really nice. And uh, you're on what, 28? 28 was not bad at all. Is there uh, a lot of traffic? Is it slow? What is it? There's a good amount of traffic, but it wasn't too bad. I think a lot of people are staying off the roads. You're right. But uh, compared to what we had, what was that Monday? Yep, yep. Uh, you know, night and day difference. And you're coming up the hill. Was it slick or what? Not really. Nothing. No, the The worst thing I saw was a woman, uh, I think she was waiting for a bus. Instead of standing where the sidewalk should be, yep. she was standing in the middle of the road. And don't blame Patrick for not getting the donuts. It's on me. I told him not to. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Tomorrow... Um, is a really important day for me personally and for this town um, because there's so much hate and anger and resentment and frustration and all sorts of things that make people unhappy today. And then there's uh, Tootie Mechanical and their one-day miracle and the greatness of what they do. And I have been uh, fortunate enough and blessed enough to, to number one, uh, grow up with Bob Tootie and his magnificent wife and family. Um, and be a part of this for uh, 20 years now. And we're going to do it again tomorrow because we have to. And I told my son last night, he's 13, I said, my man, I'm waking you up at 5.30 on Saturday. You're coming to work with me. He's like, all right, Dad. We need to show our kids this stuff. They need to taste and touch and feel uh, the real world. They need to see the pa the pain and the agony and the desire and the need and the desperation. And they need to see the greatness of great people like my old friend, Bob Tootie. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing great, Marty. How are you doing this morning? My man Tootie is a firm believer in, um, he has never, ever said no, ever, and I've known him more than 20 years just from this business. He has never said no, ever. It's not in his DNA. You're a firm believer in giving, sir. Why is that? Uh, I don't, I, I don't know exactly why, but I, I can tell you one, uh, from a standpoint of putting a company together and you're trying to develop a culture inside of a company. And the one thing that we know is there's companies that have an attitude of expectancy yep. or there's companies that have an attitude of gratitude, nice. right? And the people that have an attitude of gratitude are the ones most likely to be on the front end of that giving spear, 
as you will. Right. And if, 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 you put, if you put that in place or you put it in context, those people really, I mean, they're, they get juiced. So they get so juiced true. from it. I, Bob is the leader of this. It's like a congregation. It's like a Pentecostal service when he has this <laughs> once a year. And I'm telling you, there are little kids there eating sausage and eggs. It's actually so cool. There are, what, 250 people. And they want to be at work on a Saturday at 6 in the morning. Do they not, sir? Uh, it's a, it's incredible, Mark. And, you know, and by the end, everybody's coming up and saying, thank you. Yep. Thank you for letting me do this. And I'm looking and I'm going, hey, I'm not the one, as you said, get my kid out of bed at five o'clock in the morning and dragging them through and getting them to sit down here and be here. Uh, and, and the one thing that's really cool about this market, this has been almost uh, 25, maybe close to 30 years now with this thing. But if I'm in an airport somewhere, and I'll see as I'm going to come. You're Mr. Tootie. Yes. I was at your heat for the needy wow. when I was 12. And I, you guys, are you guys still doing that? Wow. Bob, right? how many so, furnaces since you started this have you put in homes? How many? Oh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't have a number, but it's, it's in the two or three or four, 300 plus range. So, but, uh, you know, now I'm not touting that we're putting a lot of furnaces in. No, I'm not touting that Tootie's uh, putting a lot out to do right, it. Right, right. Right, right. I'm, I'm not touting that. What right. I'm touting is that the people that when they're done, it gives them a feeling almost like when you have somebody that you really care about, yep. you see something you want to buy yep. from them and you buy it. And the days coming before you give it to it, that feeling of anticipation or that feeling of when you give it to them, what that looks like for that person, that's the feeling that everybody's leaving there with. And when you do that with somebody next to somebody with their family, that puts a pretty good binder together from a cultural investment standpoint. Hey, um, literally, folks, we go into homes physically and you go into the basement and there'll be... (laughs) There'll be 40 people in the basement, four of them putting in the furnace, and 36 watching, including really little kids. And I think really little kids need to see this sort of thing in their lives. Do they not, Bob? Oh, well, you know, it's setting the stage for the future generation because at the end of the day, when they go home, the food in their refrigerator looks a little better that evening. Nice, nice. and Bob has passed this on to his family. His wife is an unbelievable saint, and he's a visionary, <laughs> and, and he's a jagoff. Um, and and when we see each other, all we do is make fun of each other because I love him. He's one of my favorite people of all time. He's the most generous man I've ever met, and he doesn't give a damn about giving it away because he says it comes back tenfold. Tootie Mechanical and the legend, Bob Tootie. Thanks, brother. See you tomorrow. Thank you, brother. I'll see you. Thank you. All right, my man. Bye-bye. I'm telling you, he's a great man. He's not just a good man. He's a great man. And his company and his employees have given away 400 furnaces free. You know what a furnace costs? 400 of them free. Greatness. Greatness. Thanks, Bob. Larry's at home. Larry called me um, this morning. He was afraid to uh, drive in this stuff. I told him that um, kids are walking in it. I told him that everybody's 
safe in it, and he refused to come to work. He was afraid. Is that my wife? Yeah. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. How are you? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. So you used the new battery-operated snowblower, didn't you? I love that thing. You love it. That's amazing. So, yes. Well, the other one was so heavy, yep. I couldn't barely push it. But this one is so light. I'm not exaggerating. It took me less than 10 minutes to go up and down the driveway, nice. like two, two, you know, two couple passes, and then and salt, and I was done. It was and, amazing. And it's fun. It is fun, actually. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah. I was surprised how fun it was just because it's easy. So, yeah, fun. The snow's flying. Uh, I definitely was thrilled to have that because I shoveled on Tuesday before I knew how yep. to use it. Yep. And that was kind of exhausting, you yep. know, just I mean, not that the snow is heavy, right. but just the lifting and the throwing and it kind of, you know, stacks up on the sides because it's overflowing. And this thing made it so easy. Uh, and I wanted to grab I usually do the snow, but when I left, there wasn't any. So she did it. Um, but it's. It's battery operated, it's light, it's safe, it's easy to use, and the battery lasts, does it not, honey? I mean, it was fine for the time I used it, and I'm sure I could have used it longer. And where are you headed now? Are the roads clear? Yeah, I drove from Mount Lebanon to Upper St. Clair, and... The roads were really good. I mean, I was only on main roads other than our neighborhoods. Right. So Cochrane and Ni Route 19 Washington Road um, from Mount Lebanon to Upper St. Clair. And then the road that goes um, near uh, Upper St. Clair High School. And they're all very clear. Now, I know Mount Lebanon and Upper St. Clair all are known for always having, yes. you know, the roads very clear quickly. Thanks, honey. Love you. You're welcome. Love you. Bye, dear. There you go. Telling you, ma'am, battery powered snowblower. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. 
That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.